Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Seti. And this is Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, we're speeding up again. <laughs> Someone's like, did my phone just get weird? They were going slow, now they're going fast. What is even happening? It's like that. what you were talking about last week with the, um, oh my gosh, the nun. Oh. It's like, what's going on with my computer? Is, and then is she... my volume getting lower, louder? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did we explain that in person? We, we described it. We did, okay. Yeah, it looks like your volume's getting fucked with, and then, and uh, then so she... you're cranking the volume, and then it gets in your face. Then the nun appears. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. We did. Okay, cool. Hi. Hello. Well. Excuse me while I try to swallow some tea. That did not work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time it perfectly every time. Every single time I take a sip, <laughs> you're going to be like, so Rob. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh, you know what? We should start with some house cleaning. House cleaning. Oh, we're, we're fixing some, some stuff. Yes, we're fixing some stuff. Um, I want to say my favorite murder has a really funny name for their like corrections section. Oh, well, I can't it, remember what it's called. Though. It's not really corrections. It's we're just moving apartments, basically. Mm, That's okay. what we're doing. Um, so a bit different. Probably will not be available on SoundCloud soon enough because I we found a new home at Anchor, which mm. is another podcast listing site, and they um are actually free. So I'm going to give them a little plug because they contacted us and they were like, hey, you should not have to pay to list your podcast. And I was like, okay, well, what do you provide? And they, it's like the best thing ever. It's so easy to even create your own iPod. iPod, What am I talking about? Your own podcast (laughs) from scratch. And you can even record right onto their website and create podcast episodes right then and there if you're just starting out. So it's wow. super cool. That's awesome. Yeah, they um, helped us get onto Spotify, which we just... So that's how that happened. Yeah. All right, yeah. So we were going to save this for the end, but... Uh, yeah. So we're on we're, Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcast app now, which is apparently brand new, because um, we were already on Google Play, but this is apparently different. Radio um, Public is new for us, and Breaker is new for us, but we're also still on iTunes, of course, Stitcher, and some various other ones that... We're basically on everything now. That's really <laughs> exciting. So yeah, so if you got you know friends that are like, I only listen to stuff on Spotify, which I do say that in my voice because that's kind of how I talk about Spotify most yeah. of the time, you should consider telling them about Bit Different because we're there. Because we're there, and... and- I just followed it on Spotify. I just followed it on Spotify, too. We have something in common. Oh, my God. We good. should be friends. Ugh. We should also consider going on this podcast sometime. I would love that. Right? I think we'd make great guests on this bit different podcast. It sounds fucking cool. It seems cool. We even have the same names as the hosts. That's really <laughs> That's odd. That's just nutty. Right? That's just <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. So, very happy about this. And, yeah, if anybody wants to get the word out, people have already... Um, written to me on my Instagram today saying, hey, I finally get to listen to your podcast because I am on Spotify and and I am actually on Spotify and I'm a paying customer on Spotify and I don't pay for anything. So Spotify Pro totally or Spotify Premium it's, absolutely worth it it's totally worth it yeah so when also and if it's like not to plug away on something that is not paying us to talk about I it now uh spotify also kind of amazing just for the integration with the ps4 oh yeah and worth upgrading to premium so you don't have to hear the ads totally because like one of my favorite things to do which like whenever i fire up spotify on the ps4 todd always says to me so you're playing destiny huh because 
like aside from the music at the farm, mm -hmm. like I don't really get to hear the music of Destiny 2 that much because usually I sign in like if I'm doing story missions like or new expansions, I will play the Destiny music. Yeah. Like I'll let it do its own soundtrack. But if I'm just going in for like various milestones and the grind, oh, I mute the in-game music and I just play Spotify playlist on my PS4 so I can listen to new music or music I like. Yeah. You know, while I just kind of do mindless grinding and they have tons of playlists even like just video game playlists for all different types of genres totally so you can discover a whole bunch of shit well, on spotify the discover weekly playlist is my favorite thing that's actually the reason why i stay on spotify instead of moving to apple music like aside from the playstation yeah that i didn't go to apple music for the same reason that discover playlist is so in tune with me it like it's like it gets me you know what though here's the thing though with that because I play a lot of um, movie scores. Now it thinks I only listen to movie scores because I play it when I go to sleep at night. Uh, well, my, my problem. Like, great. Well, I think you might be able to set it in like incognito mode so it doesn't record those. Like if you don't want to fuck up your metrics. Oh. Um, I think, or like, I don't know what the actual term is, but like there's a way. Um, but it's funny because uh, Todd, like we, we set up Spotify with all of our Amazon Alexa devices. Okay. And so it was a thing where, like, I'd be, you know, like, Todd would just be like, Alexa, play so-and-so. And, -so. and uh, we had to sort of nip that in the bud because, um, first off, you can only play on one thing at a time, like, each Spotify account. So it would pull it from the PlayStation to play, like, some mayhem in the bedroom that he wanted to hear. Oh and I was gosh. like, this isn't going to work. But then also <laughs> on top of that, like dude was fucking up my metrics okay like i don't need... you're like i don't need oasis seriously spotify <laughs> like dear spotify i don't like Katy perry that much like there i've gone and said it you know it's like and i i do hear that prism is a great album todd loves it uh and spotify thinks that i'm a fan mm -hmm. or they did for a minute wow <laughs> you learned them real fast right it was like no you stop that <laughs> um anyway so uh what have you been up to Okay. Aside yes. from getting our podcast everywhere. I, I Right. Well done. Well, I went to this really cool pop-up gallery called That's from Disneyland. Oh, shit. I've seen so many photos. It's so cool. And it's, yeah. it's not much longer, so you have to go. It's It ends at where, the end of this month. Where is it? Sherman Oaks. Okay. So it's kind of far. So it's, it's in the valley. It's in the valley. It's an old sports authority. So it's in a big building. But you know what else is in Sherman Oaks, though? The largest video game store in the universe, Game Dude. I've never been there. Oh my god, it's so. Should nice. we go? Oh my god, should we do a bit different we field should, trip? We need to do a field trip because it's a kick-ass fucking game store. I've never been. Yeah, okay, it, it is basically a warehouse. It, it's not very fancy to look at, but they got a ton of stuff, and their games are always in really good condition. Hmm, that's why I love it. Okay, um, game dude. There's another plug. Oh, so sorry. So, randomly, just we were talking. I thought you were doing like corrections of previous episodes because you know we. Oh, what I will... fuck up? No, no, no. When you said like some housekeeping, like uh -huh. you called it housekeeping, right? Yeah. That's actually what my favorite murder calls it. Really? Whenever they need to do a correction, <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, it's time for some housekeeping." And apparently, Todd says that they say it uh, in the manner of the of Tommy Boy. Housekeeping. 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 You want towel? Housekeeping. No. You, housekeeping. You want no, me to turn no you towel. off? No towel. <laughs> what kind of hotel is this? What kind of hotel is this? Anyway, so sorry. Uh, continue. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. that's from Disneyland. Yeah. So apparently, this collector named Richard Kraft has been collecting artifacts from Disneyland and Disneyland parks for forever. And um, I've seen his giant D. Okay, I took a picture of his giant D. So, um, he, with the Vanny and Galleries, has made this huge space a, a gallery of now an auction of all of his Disneyland paraphernalia. 
So it's all on display, and there will be an auction afterwards after the pop up um, store is not store gallery. Yeah. Is over. Well, and the big D we refer to is actually the D from the Disneyland Hotel, Hotel. sign. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be 15 feet high? Yeah. Or, or maybe 12? It's, it's it's about 15 feet high. It's yeah. really tall. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd say, yeah, it's at least, it's well over two of you. Yeah, it's really cool. So. Yeah. It's just cool to see everything. They have the sea monster from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea from the end of the submarine ride. Oh, God. Which used yeah. to terrify me as a kid, but now when I see it, I'm like, oh, it had the funniest silly face. The you... barracudas always scared me. The barracudas scared... Yes. They had the mermaid there. They didn't have the barracudas. I'm sorry. Well, because all that shit went away when it became Finding Nemo. Yeah, which is how he got his hands on these pieces. Yeah. And um, he has, like, the people mover cart... He has. Um, Does he have one of those like rocket go cars that he has the replaced, rocket go car yeah, that replaced the p- people mover right from the um, Tomorrowland? Yeah. Yes. Does he have any of the hanging gondola things that went through the Matterhorn? Isn't that the people mover? The people mover was actually uh, it was similar design, but the people mover was on uh, on the the ground, like it had wheels. While the other oh, thing right. was suspended from yes, a cable. You're right. it, it was a similar uh design. Carriage. Yeah. Um maybe I maybe I got them confused. I took a picture in one of them. They had Mr. Toad's Wild Ride Car. They had um all the paintings from the yeah, all the original Haunted paintings, Mansion. right? From Haunted Mansion, yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool. So if you're in they LA, the box ghost there too, right? Oh no! Oh no! Or maybe that's a different thing. Hatbox Ghost is new. Well, yeah, but I think there might have been like a prototype or something, or maybe he was there and oh. then taken out and then he came back. Because like when the Hatbox Ghost showed up recently in Haunted Mansion, I was like, oh my god, the, the Hatbox Ghost is there, and I was like, they brought him back. Yeah, I was like, have we ever heard of him before? Like I'd never heard. I didn't know about him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I guess they brought him back from previous, like from the fifties or something. Yeah, maybe he was there and they took him out and brought him back. Yeah, very curious. Anyway, so yeah, if you're in LA, go see That's from Disneyland. It's free. Um, and when I was there, I also saw a panel upstairs because I do panels. And Alan Menken is performing. Really? And like a 200 person, like, you know, private audience. Crazy. Soon. All of his like best hits. So Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid. Um, I'm sure. He did Aladdin also, I think, right? He did every Disney film from like the 90s up we, until now. We did like the golden <laughs> era for sure. So yeah. that's definitely what, yeah, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King. No, wasn't that just Elton John and that Tim Rice? Elton John. And Tim Rice. Pocahontas um, he did. Oh, okay. He did. Yeah, he did a lot of them. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but I, the what panel I saw was like um, it's the reimagining art of Disneyland. So mm. artists who reimagined Disney. And so Shag was there and he did a presentation. <gasps> oh, I love Shag. Yeah. So it was really cool to hear him talk and just his inspiration. And yeah, so that was really, it's a really great free event you can be a part of if you want to. So that's, that's awesome. that. And the only other thing I've been up to is I'll just say it because you didn't get to go. Is Travis and Crystal were in town and Rob was busy working, so Todd and all of us got together and we ate at Tender Greens in Culver City. Someone's got to make the donuts here. Well, you know what though? We went out for donuts right after for dessert. <laughs> I speak in the figurative sense. I wish I made real I donuts speak in the literal. <laughs> and then we went back to um. 
Patrick and <clears throat> whoa. Oh my god. Hectors. Hector. Oh my god, I was going to say Todd and then I got completely fucked up. Sorry, Hector. We're Pat- not doing groom swap here. <laughs> right. Patrick and Hector's place and we played this game called Bang, which is like a tabletop game. Bang with an exclamation point cuz they mean it. Bang. Bang. Basically, it's the old west and somebody is a sheriff and two people are crooks or a deputy or however many players you have and the crooks are trying to kill the sheriff. The sheriff's trying to figure out who the crooks are. There's like, you know, it's like one of those games where you is don't like, know who's is, who. Is it was like werewolf, but like a little bit western themed? Yeah, a little bit. But okay. there's cards involved that are very confusing and you have like special abilities and you want to collect like different types of guns so you can shoot characters from different distances. It's very fun, but unless you have somebody like explaining what to do, it's a little confusing. So it was really, it was a good time. I was the sheriff the second time and I died. Oh no. Oh, she died real hard too. (laughs) And you were only three days away from retirement. Oh God. I'm glad they killed me. (laughs) Retirement sounds like it sucks. (laughs) Oh my God. I would fucking kill her retirement right now. I'm basically in like a type of retirement. (laughs) Forced retirement. Yeah. Yeah, It's not, it's against your will. That's a problem. But like, oh my God, I can't even imagine having time to garden oh well you'll have plenty of time one day and be like i wish i was writing video or doing video game shit right now we all know i'm gonna have a heart attack at like 45 i'm never gonna get to retire that's true yeah i'm much i'm much too high strung (laughs) yes that's true what are you up to rob Uh, i've mostly just been shocked that september is nearly here how did that happen it's almost my birthday i just sort of sitting around shocked that september is so close uh when I haven't been just sitting around in horror about the passage of time, um, well, this is not something I've been up to, but it's something that related to something we've been up to in the past. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw Castle Rock got renewed for a second season. Already? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, um, Which does sound like it's going to be an anthology series, so some people are sort of theorizing that maybe it's going to be a completely different plot line, a completely different time period, maybe, but like something. They're, they're doing a American Horror Story situation. Yeah, so seasonal anthology, kind yeah. of, or limited series. But they're all seasons. connected. Oh. Uh, and then, like, the one thing I can say that I've actually been up to non-game related, uh, I binged all ten episodes of Disenchantment. Ooh. The new Matt Groening animated series. Uh, well, okay, so, <laughs> grain of salt, everybody. You all know that I'm going to be like, it's great, because I love Matt Groening. Uh, and uh, it's pretty fucking good. Uh it's not being very well received. I find like it's it's right in the middle review wise, and um, it could just be that people I know that like it aren't talking about it. But all the things I'm seeing in my Facebook feed from friends are like, eh, I'm not really enjoying Disenchantment, or I kind of bailed on episode four. Uh, Todd and I watched the first episode together, and like Todd's not a devout graining dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, we laughed so hard at some jokes. That we had to like pause it or rewind so we could hear what we missed because we were too busy laughing. Oh, like, okay, that sounds fun. It it's fun. Like it is. It's not perfect. I'd give it a probably a B. Like there's room to grow. Uh, the because like um and also one thing I'm sort of recognizing um if I'm just gonna go ahead and say this because I think this is a fair assumption. If you saw and hated Futurama, 
you're probably going to hate this show. How could anybody hate Futurama? I actually dated somebody for a while who had a hard time with Futurama, and um, his reason is actually the reason I find that a lot of people have a problem with Futurama. They didn't want to give it a chance because of The Simpsons? No. Oh. No. It's, a lot of people gave the chance because of The Simpsons. Oh. Um, the problem with a lot of people have Futurama, and this is a problem I had for a while, is that um, due to the uh smattering of different character types you know there's mutants there's aliens there's uh even humans are sort of separated into different sort of subsets and that amy is from mars and you know hermes is a bureaucrat whatever that means like he because he lives for bureaucracy and like he's a different type of person almost than fry um and like then you have you know your your sort of your clones uh your animals are talking and then you have all these different different time all these different alien types yeah Yeah, like there's there's a lot of various it's chaos there's a lot of variables it's chaotic yeah and like and especially like um a lot uh someone i dated was like well i just don't know like what how zoidberg fits into the world with farnsworth and all these things because like you know their doctor is a lobster but like and of course the show does a good job of just creating zoidberg as a funny character and then also like by the time the series is done, you learn a lot about Zoidberg's mating habits and just who he is as a as a person as a part of a species, you know. But even oh, similarly, Bender, talking robots. Apparently, they have to drink booze. Like, there's a lot of rules, a lot of different rules from the world we know. And so, I know a lot of people who had a hard time just sort of processing this motley crew and how they all interact together beyond what this one episode is showing. And so, a lot of people bailed because it was like it's too much to take on. Like, The Simpsons is fucking people. And they have pets. The pets don't talk. You know, like, it is just, like, a very simple, like, oh, yeah, humans. I understand them. They look funny, but, you know, they're still humans. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people had a hard time with that. Because uh, Futurama feels not really of this world. Well, uh, it is a cartoon. Yes. But, like, <laughs> first and foremost. You know, I think the problem is, I think The Simpsons is actually the biggest detriment to Futurama in that people see it and they're like oh it should be like the simpsons oh, see it's that's not. what i was trying to say yeah. is like when people think of the simpsons they go oh futurama it's not like the simpsons so so well i mean and like that that's kind of, you know i kind of had that first feeling towards it too before i even saw an episode but then when i saw an episode i was oh. hooked on phonics the show is fantastic <laughs> also i mean futurama i think has one of the i want to say one of the worst but it has a pilot that makes it very hard to like it sets up the premise well but it's not very funny yeah um but like uh disenchantment kind of feels the same way who's your favorite um sorry before we go on who's your favorite character in futurama futurama nibbler too oh you like nibbler i love nibbler i love i love nibbler and the nibblonians uh but if you're talking then um other character like the core yeah characters um, i like leela and I like um Doctor Farnsworth. Farnsworth. Professor Farnsworth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I think probably my favorite of like the the crew of Planet Express is probably. I actually really like Amy. <laughs> oh, Amy's fun. I love Amy, but um, Travis yeah. loves Bender. Bender's great, but I'd say I'm probably either I'm I'm either uh. Amy, or um, yeah, I'd say probably Amy or actually maybe even Fry. I like Fry. He's like kind of fuckable. Well, and Fry, especially like by the time the series, by the time the series ended the first time, mm-hmm. like Fry is just a dream of a character. Mm-hmm. He's just he's so genuine and he's so likable. 
yeah. But I'm a Nibbler guy. Cute. I love Nibbler. I love Nibbler. When especially, like, I, Nibbler was adorable anyway, and then the fact that they gave Nibbler this whole And I arc, don't even think I saw that in my, my, any of that. Well, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Futurama, which I think we're past the statute of limitations. Like, yeah. do you know, like, the reason why Fry's in the future is because of Nibbler? No. Like, I didn't know. I skipped around. Oh, uh, well, one of the best things about Futurama is how they continue to build on the past. And so, like, you know, the whole premise is that Fry delivers a pizza that's a prank. He delivers it to the cryogenics facility to the customer Icy Wiener <laughs> um, to a frozen place. So Icy Wiener. Not IP Freely? Nope. To Icy <laughs> Wiener. And he goes and he's just like, great, fucking a prank, whatever. And he sits in this chair and kicks back. And then his chair falls back and he falls into the cryo the cryotube and wakes up a thousand years later. Uh, what you end up finding out by the time the whole series is done via several episodes, like in like season three, there's an episode where uh, Fry goes into the past to Roswell and ends up banging his grandmother. So he's his own grandfather. Oh, I remember that. That's the one. They won an Emmy for that one. Uh, Roswell that ends well. And, <laughs> See, that's a good title. It's a great title. And then um, and then like I think a, a season later, there's a, uh, it's the day the Earth stood stupid where these invading brains come in and zap anybody with a beta brainwave yes, and turns them that. stupid. Mm -hmm. Fry is the one person that's immune. Yes. And it's, everyone just thinks, oh, it's because Fry's stupid. Whatever. And then later, like uh, in the final season, I believe, um, you it's, there's an episode called uh, The Why of Fry. It's weird that I know all this. Yes, uh, it the is. The names of episodes. But uh, I love it. So it turns out that um, Fry is needed to go to like the home base of those invading brains and kill them he's the only person that's immune to their their brain, brain their brain disruptor yeah. wave and so it turns out the whole reason why is nibbler uh didn't go back in time no they lack time travel but um they live long uh so nibbler in the year 2000 was hiding underneath the desk he's the one that pushes fry's chair back because nibbler knows that fry needs to go back in time to bang his grandmother so he can be his own grandfather, which makes it so he lacks a beta brainwave. He is going to be their savior a thousand years in the future. Nibbler set the whole thing up. Holy fuck. Like, Nibbler is awesome. And they did this over, like, what, five seasons? They just slowly built on this lore. And, like, yeah, it feels like it feels super retconny and terrible, except it works in such an organic, great way. And, um, yeah, it's it a just, little back to the future-y. But it pays off fandom really uh -huh, well. Uh -huh. And that's what makes Futurama so good. It's a show that folds in on itself in a really meaningful way. Um, so yeah, Nibbler has like my heart. Because whenever he speaks, it's adorable. Mm -hmm. And then also, uh, yeah, like the Nibblonians are just fucking awesome. Cute. Um, All right. Anyway, Disenchantment, yes. though. Uh, it's like Abby Jacobson as Bean is awesome. Uh, and... Um, they definitely, I feel like they're channeling Futurama and that they've actually introduced a character that doesn't really follow normal law, like normal uh, physical law, because mm -hmm. there's a demon on oh. the show oh, yes. uh, named... Uh, the little guy? Yeah, little black demon, uh -huh. voiced by Eric Andre. Uh, the character's name is, I believe, Lucifer, and um, uh, the little elf, Elfo, refers to uh, him as Lucy. Okay. And so, uh, but the thing is, like, Lucy, though, has the ability to shapeshift. Elfo and... is basically the Olaf of the show, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I saw that. <laughs> so, like, uh, anyway, but, like, Lucy is, has the ability to, like, shapeshift and 
break the rules. So like whenever they write themselves into a corner, Lucy can probably save them. Um, and so like, uh, so like they kind of wrote in their own Deus Ex Machina like into their core cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is actually, it's a good show. I like it, and I feel like um, so whenever they leave Dreamland, which is like the kingdom that Bean is the princess of mm-hmm. um whenever they leave oh and by the way the voice of bender is her father Aww. um and like whenever they leave dreamland to go somewhere else it's almost like going to another planet in futurama like a completely different species can be involved a whole different like set of rules can be applied and i think people had a problem with futurama are gonna have a problem with this because like these are not people anymore like they're it's a weird sort of shift or pivot yeah. that they're not willing to take um the one thing that's kind of interesting about Disenchantment is it follows a very clear 10-episode arc across the first part of season one. Um, in that, like, it feels very much like a show you're meant to watch in order. At least Futurama, you can shake it up. Yeah. There are some episodes that create one timeline or one through line. But the show itself is kind of meant to be seen just, like, when you catch it. Yeah. And Disenchantment doesn't feel like that. It's Matt Groening's first bingeable show i was gonna say because they knew you could binge this one yeah it's the first show meant to be binged yeah um it's i really i had a great time uh there's a couple of gags that are just like laugh out loud wonderful my biggest hang up is that the lead character voiced by abby from broad city uh princess bean is um she looks like Nelson in a wig. Yes, she does. Because she's got the buck teeth. Yes, she do. And so she, <laughs> like, and I get it, Graining has a style, but like, I look at her and if she's not talking, I literally see Nelson months. And that's a big problem <laughs> for me because I have a hard time seeing her as a princess, a princess. and as a woman. It's just <laughs> Nelson. Just not Nelson in drag. Yeah. Not even, like, it's funny because, yeah, there's more there than just Nelson. Maybe but, he like, transitioned. But in the face, very, in, very Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's just as uncouth. That's actually she's a drinker. She's a party animal. She's fun to watch. Okay, I have to see it. It's funny. At Comic Con, they had a huge display of like you know one of their things they do, and it was really cool because it was like you're going inside the castle, but it was all like cardboard, <laughs> so it looked like a 3D cardboard layout That's of the castle. Awesome. It was really cartoony and fun. So, but yeah, I do recommend it. It it is not perfect, but. Uh, it could have been really bad, and it's not. So that's great. That's great. Yeah, like I, I it's had... hard to come up with new shit that's funny, what? especially after thirty years of The Simpsons and like ten years of Futurama, or right? Whatever it was. Yeah, Futurama had several lives and many years because mm-hmm. yeah, they did. I think five seasons or four seasons, then they got canceled. Then they did four features. Those features got cut into episodes with extended scenes. Then it came back for like two or three more seasons. On top I mean, of that, the fans loved it. Oh well, the fans kept it coming back. <laughs> yeah. And even though what, Futurama is a show that went across two networks, because uh, it ended up on um, Comedy Central, I think. Mm-hmm. Or did it? No. The final seasons were, I think, on Comedy Central or Adult Swim. Maybe I think Adult Swim did the reruns. Oh. But then I think I think Comedy Central might have been the ones that finally did like the last. Batch you could be right. I could be crazy. You I, know more than I do well, about no, it. So. I, I could be completely wrong. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Disenchantment. I do recommend it. Cool. Um. Anyway, nice. so that's all I've been up to. Nice. Well, what are you playing? Well, just last night. Dun 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 dun. dun. I finished Octopath Traveler. Oh shit! Four minutes shy of sixty-seven hours. 
67 hours? There's still a lot of side quests to be done. How but the I'm fuck done for did now. you get 67 hours in of one game? You oh, just got it. You can totally ask Todd. Uh, our relationship, uh, I haven't really been present. Uh huh. So, uh, there's <laughs> gotcha. Nothing, there's no, uh, so, like, because of that, I have a big announcement, which will actually, uh, uh, you know, coincide with a little bit of a break. Uh, I'm taking about probably two weeks off of gaming so I can just do, you know, be more present in my relationship and also just do a bunch of the, the honeydews, just get a bunch of shit done around the house. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of shit I need to do. So this is going to be my time. Take a quick break because uh, Octopath took a lot of me. Um, yeah. And it was great. Uh, the I, last... mean, 67... I mean, 67 hours sometimes. Um, the one thing I'll say about Octopath that I haven't already said before, it continued to be great. I still enjoyed it. Um, it was worth. Oh, I, I had a great, I had a blast. Uh, the one thing uh, I'll say that I like love about it so much, it's kind of like baby's first RPG in that like there's no upgrading of your equipment. You just buy new equipment. It's like, oh, there's a new better sword. Let's just buy it. There's none of this shit of like, oh, well, you have to, you know. Uh, get this item and then imbue it with additional powers to mm-hmm. raise the stats mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm. so little. It's like you, there are no runes. No, there are no. Uh, yeah, there's okay. jobs and sub jobs and stuff, but like, uh, that's where all the intricacy of the 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 game goes. It's not into the equipment that you have, which it's is more nice. about the story. And like, if you get like dancer's garb, which would imply. Or I think there's even like thing like a princess dress, like any even any article of clothing that actually is implied gender, mm-hmm. like ownership to it. Anyone can wear it. Like there's a lot of stuff. There's just like, hey, if you like the stats, wear it. And so, like, I love the fact. Do they actually change the characters? The only time they change the character is when you apply a sub job to them, and then they they dress for their second job. So, gotcha. like, my my lead guy was Ulbrich. And whenever I played as a cleric or a sub job of cleric, so he had both warrior and cleric powers. He changed powers, the cleric robes or scholar. I play a uh, scholar, but yeah. But he would be wearing like a long gray robe, and so it was different than his normal just warrior outfit. And yeah. like my favorite was making uh, everyone play as a hunter because they had like assorted furs on them, or making everyone play as a dancer because they all looked vaguely slutty. Oh, it was kind of great. I, I do love that. I literally had my um, my apothecary playing with the sub job of dancer of and, slut, and he kind of <laughs> looked like he was wearing a two piece fur bikini for a minute. Oh my god, it was fantastic. It's very Conan exiles of them, right? And so, <laughs> but like uh, the other thing I really liked actually is um, so often when you play a game. An RPG. You have your lead character, and then everyone else, you know, your support characters. Maybe they'll have a side quest. Maybe they'll have something. For the most part, it's often like you're traveling with a bunch of strangers. And, like, doing any quest that involves their backstory is always optional. Okay. This game has eight main characters, and they all have the same amount of plot. So it's kind of cool. You actually get to play eight full storylines. Like, there's not, you know, this sort of like, oh, yeah, well, you know, yuffy. Going back to Final Fantasy VII here. Yeah. Uh, like, oh yeah, Yuffie, you encounter her super late in the game. There's a little thing you can do for her, and then that's it, to get her, like, ultimate weapon. This is a thing where, like, every character has four chapters of story to cover. And they all have their own arcs. The nice thing is, I guess, say you hate a character, like, oh, I really don't care about Tressa, the merchant. You don't have to do her story. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I did all eight of them. Yeah, because I actually really had a good time, and even if a plot was sort of like, oh, yeah, this isn't really doing it for me, I was like, oh yeah, you know what? In a couple hours, it'll be over. Yeah, who cares? 
Like, yeah. then I can move on to one I'm really excited about. So I I really liked Octopath. So was the your main character your favorite story arc? Um, his was definitely the most dramatic by the time the final battle happened. Okay. Um, but uh, I think there were some others. I think actually like kind of had a little bit more compelling of a story. You know what they should do? Hmm. No, never mind. They what? shouldn't. Nothing. Suggest away. I'm very curious. No, I was just thinking of. <sighs> Remember when I talked about that Yoda kind of tabletop RPG on for like Mac or PC? It was like top down, mm. and you played as oh yeah, similar to Indiana Han Jones Solo Adventures, or whatever. yeah, it's like called the... Yoda Stories, yeah, or something like that. yeah. They, I mean, they should do a version of Star Wars in that style, like the sixteen well, yeah, bit turn based pixel turn-based. RPG. Yeah. That'd be fun. Why the fuck not? I there's I, enough characters. I do feel like there's something really cool about Octopath doing this sort of yeah, very retro look, but using all modern tech. Yeah. Like there was something very uh you know, one foot in each kind of realm that was really satisfying. I have a feeling if this Octopath Traveler, which takes off, which it has. It sold a million units uh, real fast. Games are gonna follow that kind of like theme i guess you could say or style i would love to know what the development costs were for that thing compared to like other things i imagine it just had to be less just by virtue of the fact that it's not a ton of 3d stuff yeah although all the environments were 3d um but they tiled were, to look 2d but there weren't even any were there cinematics and all that um there, there no all the cin- all the cinematics were done in the same style yeah and there is some voice acting like they they did have a voice cast of about probably I don't know, 25, 30 people, all eight main characters. And then um, they had like, you know, a handful of additional cast members that took over townspeople, NPCs, and, uh, you know, um, some of the villains or family members of your lead characters. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So, that nice. was that. So, yeah, I'm taking a break from gaming for a little bit, for like probably about two weeks to get some shit done. But um, in the section really fast, just to, uh, it's funny because it's hilarious. I'm taking a break. Meanwhile, today, my copy of Shenmue 1 and 2 remastered for PS4 arrived. Oh, yay. Congratulations. Not, well, I'm not going to play it, so uh, there's that. you whore. And I'll, I mean, I'll play it later, but right now, no, not playing games. Also, uh, We Happy Few is just rotting on my shelf right now, waiting to be played. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, so there's that. But um, I have so many games rotting on my system right now. Oh. Like, all the free PS Plus games. You also have a couple of my games, too, even, to play. I just, well, I just started one of them. Yeah. Which, how many do I have of yours? Dishonored 2. Oh Death my the god, Outsider. Dishonored 2. I forgot about that. Yeah, Death the Outsider. Holy tits. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Um, And then but my last little thing that I'll get out of the way so you can talk about your plan. Yeah. Uh, also, your backlog of shame. Uh, Ooh. Uh, backward compatible now on Xbox One, the Xbox 360 titles, Tomb Raider Legend, and Anniversary. Nice. So, Tomb Raider, I guess, getting ready for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, they got is. two more games uh, that you can play on your sexy box one. Nicey, nice, nice. Anyway, so that's what I've been playing. All Octopath. Well, I started something new. <gasps> I know. Your face is like in My awe. hat just flew off. <laughs> it happens every so often, okay? <laughs> um, but this is also because of you. Mm. Detroit become human. Ah, uh, it's what do you think? Oh my god, this game is so fabulous! It is, um, kind of like Life is Strange 2.0, like, even though Life is Strange 
season two just got announced. Like this plotline just got announced like two days ago. <laughs> it's Life is Strange 10.0. There you go. Because it's in the future. future. Yeah. Yes. It takes place in 2038, I think. So it ain't that far in the future. We're all going to have our little um, androids running around, which is nice. <laughs> Because I'd probably rather have sex with an android than a human because they seem like they're better at it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> so, this game, you follow the storylines of... I, Rob's already talked about this in the past, but you follow different storylines. And so far, my favorite storyline is of... And they say her name a hundred times. And now... What's the girl's name? Kara. Kara. Thank you. Um, Kara, she is a a maid for this poor family, and it's a broken family, and she's basically the protector of this little girl, which you find out in her very first chapter, or her second chapter, and um, basically she's, as far as I know, I haven't gotten that far into it, but I'm guessing I'm going to be on the run with this little girl for the rest of the game, trying to protect her. That's... All I can guess because I haven't played it, but um, you're all there's another storyline where you are this man servant of this rich, um, elderly artist. artist yeah, and he has Marcus, a, my former crush. Oh yeah, Marcus. He has such a tight butt. <laughs> I must say that he does. That he does, and um, and then this old painter has a troubled son that you have to deal with. And then there's another story arc where you are a police android. A police android named Connor, and he's basically an interrogator and what's the word they use? Negotiator. Negotiator, thank he's you. He's a negotiabot. Yeah. So and then you have to go through him and that's through him you go through crime scenes and they all have kind of like this different identity that or um use that they have in their profession so Which i cannot wait to hear how this game ends for you although we probably shouldn't talk about it on the podcast it'll probably be an offline thing maybe i don't know what the well, I don't know how long we have to wait for our institute of limitations of yeah. yeah um so anyhow the game is gorgeous it is also a great soundtrack and okay so the thing i like about this game that they really try to drive home is that It really tries to tell you to just be yourself. Don't give a fuck about what other people think about you. You're not, you're not living for other people. You're living because this is your life. You should do what you want with it. And I mean, that is like a huge problem right now is people want to govern people's lives and tell them what they can and can't be because of fear or whatnot. And in this game, everybody fears these androids because, one, they're more productive than humans are. They never get old. They're smarter. They are, you know, they can be whatever their owners want them to be. So they're basically perfect humans. Yeah, it's hilarious because, like, even humans made them. Humans made them. And so it's kind of like the struggle between who am I, who are they, and what do all these situations and circumstances mean to me as this perfect human? And why do people see me in this way? Which is why I'm always struggling with people because I am basically a perfect human. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. I'm no, just kidding. But I'm really not, Rob. I've yet to be proven 
otherwise there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it goes to racial issues, gender issues. I mean, they touch upon everything. So it's pretty fucking cool. This is a great game. And it takes me a while. It took me a lot of effort just to start the game because starting a new game is kind of it's an undertaking it's a load it's a journey and you're like am i prepared for this oh i'm fucking prepared now yes i'm really excited because seriously even when i compared notes at work with various people that played it there like it sounds like even you know eight chapters before the end some of our characters went off in completely different directions where like they talk about this happened and i was like that's not even the same city they're like you're playing a different game yeah this is a like (laughs) what happened to them like there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on um and i do i love that flow chart thing at the end of each chapter yeah because it really and i do think that maybe they didn't include the flow chart in previous games because i imagine if you were to visualize the choices in all the previous games from this developer they probably start at a single point Mm -hmm. they balloon out so you can have some very variation in the middle and and, i'll go to the exact same and then they narrow to the same end point because Uh They didn't really build, I don't, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I get the impression that it was much more of a set path. Right. And this game, if anything, like, yeah, there are scenes. It has an octopath. Like, there's, <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, but yeah, there are scenes and locations I never got to see. Yeah. Because each scene has one of almost four endings. Yeah. So it just branches off into who knows the fuck where it goes. And it's not like, oh, well, you know, you ended the night having chicken for dinner or having steak for dinner it's not or possibly dying yeah you just don't know instead it literally could be like oh you went x or you went to this other place yeah like it's you know choose your own adventure yeah it's very there's a lot of 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 variance which is really cool yeah it's yeah and it's very emotional and i'm loving it so thank you for letting me borrow it you are welcome madam and um i'm also still playing overwatch of course which Oh, Summer Games Wrap. Oh, the bitch is back in silver. Oh, oh this yes, bitch. she is. She did it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Did they start you there? Or did they start you in bronze and you worked your way nope, back up? This, uh, we're oh, still in the, the same season? Last six days of the 11th season. Got it. Okay, so, wow. So you worked your way back up again. I worked my way back up. So I come upon a new revelation last night, or yes. basically this morning at. 1 a.m. Do you spend it? You're like a Widowmaker main or something? No. Okay, I'm good. still Mercy, but the catch is you don't play this game before midnight because then you get 13-year-olds. Oh, After midnight need- is when actual adults play. And, you know, they're more logical when it comes to, like, an actual game to strategize, like, a victory because kids don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just going in and shooting. <laughs> and... It's very, and I hate hearing their voices on the mics. And it's like, the pitch is so high. I'm like, why are you talking? Just stop. Well, it's funny. I feel like of all the people I want to talk in Overwatch, it's never the adults. It's always the kids. You love, see, I hate the kids. No, no. I'm saying of all the people I want to talk, it's never the adults. It's never the adults that actually do. It's never the people I want. It's always these fucking loud mousy arrogant arrogant trash talking youths and and this is my favorite part of these kids is like they give no fucks because they're like um we don't really need a may could you please change to a i don't know a diva or something that is useful i'm like child shut the fuck up 
Go away. You haven't That's even a- gone through high school yet. You don't even know what's necessary oh. in life. I'm amazed there was that much of a sentence. I'm used to straight up just hate speech. Oh, uh, you know, I haven't really dealt with hate speech. That's good. Except. Well, I'm, I, I'm used to dealing well, with no. a lot of trash talk. People always think I'm a man on there, so they're always calling me dude. I'm like, whatever. I'll deal with it. I hate that, that shit. That sucks. I hate that shit. <laughs> it's because my baritone voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, are you playing anything else right now? Um, the only other thing is I watched. Should I just go into the Life is Strange two? You forgot to mention this. Oh my god, that's what you played. Also, you played yes, a movie. I played a movie. I love dogs, which Rob also let me borrow. Um, this movie is weird. <laughs> <laughs> what Wes? Everything Wes Anderson does is weird. It's when I actually had to. Watch in two different sittings. Really? Because I wasn't quite prepared for his humor at the time. The movie's beautiful, like, and the animation is fucking cool. But you didn't dig it? I wasn't digging it. And then even when I thought I was starting to dig it, like, then I wasn't digging it. (laughs) And then I was like, but it's really, okay, do you want to know what my favorite scene in this whole movie is? Uh, It must involve the Oracle. No. What? The sushi scene where he's making the sushi, you know, uh-huh. with the hands chopping. The I was like, it's fucking crazy to make sushi. Oh, yeah. And to make it out of clay or whatever they made it. It's so intricate. But you didn't love the Oracle? I mean, I did, but she's in it for like half a second. Yeah, totally worth it. Yeah. I mean, Tilda Swinton rocks. Because, yeah, my favorite gag. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love Tilda Swinton anyway. She plays a pug. And this pug is the Oracle who, like, literally, I think the first line the Oracle says is, it's going to snow tomorrow. And they're all like, like she, how does she know? And they're like, she's the only one that can understand the TV. And she's literally watching the, the weather news. report. Yeah, the weather report. And, and, but then the best thing is they refer to her watching TV as her visions. Oh, well, yes, in her is, visions. You know, the weather this. report is a prediction. It's, it's a vision. But even when they're watching, like, you know, political speeches, they're like, oh, yeah, she's seen this in her visions. Like, she's watching TV. Mm-hmm. And also, I love it. She's transfixed by it. So yes. at one point, they're like, Oracle? And she just turns and went, what? Like, because clearly she was just so focused on the TV. Oh, she's one of those lapdogs. Oh, well, she, she used to be. She's a pug. She's a pug. Like, it was a very, very good depiction of a pug. Yeah. I mean, I thought the dogs were great. And everything they said is pretty fucking funny. Like, the first time that one guy, that one dog got a biscuit that wasn't trash. Yeah. So all these dogs are stuck on an island, and they're trying to get rid of dogs out of Japan. Yes. And basically this weird dog flu strain has been going around and dogs are dying and passing along this strain. So they've isolated all the dogs on this island. The dogs are like, what the fuck are we going to do? And it's basically like, um, what was that book with the conch? Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. But it's Lord of the Dogs. <laughs> and um, so but then this one kid goes in and tries to find his dog that was banished to this island. And that's basically the premise of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's cute. I don't know where I was going with that. But that's that. So, All right. But instead, what I cut it with was, you know how to cut the cheese, watch one half and then the other, the Iron Giant, which I had never seen before. I've actually never seen the Iron Giant. Oh my God, Rob! You have to see it. It is a spectacular pleasure eye fest. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I've heard really good things, and I'm kind it's of on, amazed I haven't um, seen it yet. It's on Netflix, Amazon Prime. 
HBO. It's either HBO or Amazon. Or it's, yeah, either HBO or Netflix. Okay. Also take a look. Take a look. It's so good. You will not be disappointed. All right, then. Yeah. Um... And, but most people are like, I can't believe that's the first time you've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. And no. every time I bring it up, they, like, have tears in their eyes. I'm like, it was, I mean, I wasn't a kid when I first saw it, so I'm not that emotionally attached to it, yeah. but it was really fucking good. Well, it's like, because, yeah, it's it's a movie that didn't really appeal to me when it came out. Um, I think I might have been a little older than it wanted me to be when it came out, but, like, everyone I know my age fucking adored it. Yeah. But, like, it didn't appeal to me, so I never saw it. And now I feel like I should see it just because it's clearly survive time mm-hmm. uh but i just don't know if i care but i'm i'm from what i hear it's a good enough movie that i will care anyway watch it you'll like it i promise so there's no way you can't like it i'll just say Uh-oh, that that's a big you're selling it pretty hard there's no way you even if it's not your favorite movie there's no way you can't like it's it. it's not gonna be like oh that was bad yeah yeah so uh yeah and um yeah so nice should we learn something Let's learn. It is time for the word of the week. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So We should workshop a new intro, or we could let you keep doing it. No, I hate it so much. <laughs> okay, so the current word of the week has to do with our political climate. Is it garbage fire? It is pretty damn close. Yeah. Corpocracy. Well, that sounds like a uh, a government run by corporations or businesses or dead things. I don't know. What you got? Tell me. Dead sold things. Yeah. It's a noun, and it's a society in which corporations have much economic and political power, which is where we are Yeah. in our world. Yup. Businesses are people, apparently. Businesses are people. Truth isn't truth. Nope. Thank you, Rudy Giuliani. Yes. Ha. <sighs> and but luckily we got some good things happening. Oh, yeah. Good things happening in government right now. Not people. to editorialize, but yeah, seriously, today was what uh, just what uh, Rob needed. What the doctor ordered. Oh my God! Seriously, <laughs> what? Yeah, Manafort pleading or Manafort being found guilty of eight counts, and Cohen pleading guilty pleading to guilty. multiple. So, uh, oh, Christmas so came early. It's a celebration. We all should thank the lords and the ladies above for this wonderful gift. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I guess it's time for the Vinyl Frontier. Yes. Oh, I was just oh. going to say before we leave, even though we left games. Um, oh, yeah. Overwatch, the Summer Games, ends on August 30th. So we have a little bit left. And oh. there's only a couple days left, like five days left when this podcast comes out for um, the competitive season. So, And also, coinciding with all that, Overwatch is getting a free weekend for both PC and console Ooh. starting on the 23rd Ooh. through the 27th. So it starts on Thursday, and it goes through, I guess that's... Uh... Monday. And on that note, since you're putting those dates out there, Todd's birthday is in those dates. It is. So we should say happy birthday, Todd. Happy he, birthday. He's on the 26th? Yes. Yes. So. But yeah, we've already got some plans. 
I know he doesn't listen to our podcast anymore. Well, apparently he does now. Uh, He tweeted recently, and this is more of a thing about me not being present, I suppose. He actually tweeted recently that he only, he's like, I have to listen to my husband's podcast to hear his voice. (laughs) Aww. We just don't talk right now. Also, it's funny, though. Todd and I, our schedules are completely not jived. He's been really busy with comedy. Yes, So, like, I work all day. I come home at night. He goes and does shows. So, and then I play Octopath. Yeah. But now you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why I'm taking a break so I can be more present. Because I kind of suck right now. You're cool. All right. Um. So, uh, the vinyl frontier. It's time for the vinyl frontier. So today, uh, from I'm Eight Bit, some old pre-orders arrived. Uh, both the soundtrack to Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and the soundtrack to Battletoads in Battle Maniacs. Uh, Whoa. Those both arrived today. So um, that's cool. Looking forward to giving those uh, a spin. Nice. Um, yeah. uh, literally. Hey, <laughs> literally. So that's that. Uh... Um, for Graphic Jam, you know what? I haven't put much time into reading because I've actually been reading a, a book on witchcraft, which I'm finding very interesting. So I'm not going to talk about that. But one of these days when I get more adept to the craft... I'm going to do Rob's numerology chart, and we are all going to listen to his, his, yeah. His or find out what's wrong with me. Situation. Good. <laughs> well, seriously, we can we we analyze me all day. There's lots of problems. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we're on to some news. Let's do some news. I have a ton of things that are all real fast. Yeah. I have a ton of things that are all pretty short. Okay. So how you want to do this? Um, you can fire as many as you want, and then I'll cut the cheese. Yeah, just stop me when okay. it's time. All right. Uh, Forza Horizon 2. We talked about this in weeks past because it's currently available for free for Xbox Live Gold members. Um, however, um, that game, as much as it is, as it is free right now, I believe you got about 40 days before it's being taken off of the marketplace forever. If you already own it, you can always re-download it. So go get it like purchase it in little quotey fingers or whatever like if you got gold and get it for free or if you're for some reason hankering to buy that game now's your chance it's getting delisted so um that's just a thing as a public service there all right um next thing hitman 2 uh still coming out shortly uh they just announced though that if you own the season one or the hitman one season Uh uh-huh that already happened uh all of that content will be free DLC for Hitman 2. Okay. Um, so basically they folded in the first game into the second one as a free expansion if you already bought it. If you haven't already bought it, it will be available at a price that has not been set yet. But if you got it, it's free. Nice. Free! So... <laughs> or here, mattress is free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so this is a, like a lot of these are just kind of headline worthy because there's not a lot of details yet. But uh, Supermassive Games uh, are friendly developers that uh, made Until Dawn. Oh, we love Until Dawn. Oh, so much. Gosh. Uh, they have trademarked a new title. What's it, that? It's called Shattered State. Uh, and there's a logo. And uh, Shattered is written normal. State has, a, instead of like the inside the shape of the A, there's a fist, like a closed fist. Hmm. So I don't know if it's about rebellion or what, but... Um, Sounds like a revolution's gonna happen. Seriously, like, and if it's half as much fun as Until Dawn was, oh. I'm in. 
I'm in too. Like, I fucking love that game. And also their VR game they made for Until Dawn was really good. Do you know what I want to kind of play? Hmm. Even I, It's free on PS uh, Plus right now. I should know this then. Hold um, on. It's, fuck, what is it called? It's scary. With a mass murderer. Oh, Friday the 3rd. No, no. Uh, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight. Yes, that's a asymmetric multiplayer game. Where, yeah, several people play as teens and one person plays as the killer. Looks terrifying. I watched some streams of that before it was actually, like, when it was, like, an early access. And it was funny. It was, like, an, or it was like in a cornfield kind of thing where there was, like, an, uh, a clearing. Oh, and my God. the killer's goal was to grab the teens and put them on hooks. Oh, my God. In the middle of the level. And the thing is, like, if teens were able to go, they could lift one of their buddies off of the hook and kept it going. Have you ever seen um, House of Wax with Paris Hilton? Yes, I have. Remember the hook? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I really like House of Wax. I love that movie. The the ending when everything's melting is so So fucking cool. Like, there's the budget. Yeah. Also, that is a movie that is not afraid to beat the shit out of its protagonists. Yeah. Uh, Was uh, uh, Alicia Cuthbert is just damaged by the end of that movie. And I'm surprised it didn't get as many horror goers who watch it as it did or did it i don't think it did but i think paris hilton might have been kind she of like ruined it but it's really good but it's funny, cause they, they actually made really funny promotional shirts for it that literally just said see paris hilton die oh my god i remember that yeah that was so cool i loved paris hilton at that time though because she was doing the simple life which i was obsessed with the simple life was <laughs> such a funny show yes. like i'm glad somebody else appreciated that show like i didn't think i would care and i think i started seeing some of season two when it became less about like them realizing like that there's a better w- uh, another Where way the hell and it's are okay, we? <laughs> yeah. When they're just confused and yeah. being funny, Nicole Richie was like comic gold. Yeah, like she's also kind of crazy. I'm assuming because like when they were interns, I think that was season three when they were interns. Oh, she's a hot mess. Oh, and like they go to the dentist uh, and they work at the dentist thing, and the, the first thing Nicole Richie says is, "Can I pull people's teeth out?" Like she just wants to pull people's teeth out. Like she should be on a list somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, like I laughed. She's heartily. a genius. Yeah, it was. It was that show was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I think Paris is trying to keep up with her the whole time. I think so. Yeah. When it's then what an episode or season four was like till death do us part, where they literally just did not work together the entire season because they were not speaking at the yeah, time. Yeah, which was a ploy, mm-hmm. which we found out. But that's okay. Still, as yeah. I actually have, I think every season of that show on DVD. I do too. It's so season. funny. I just bought the first one as like. Eh, it was in one of those Walmart bins for like five bucks. And I was like, why not? And I threw it on at home and I was like, holy fuck. My dad and I were watching it. And that my dad was, was like, like, what the hell is this? I was like, I don't know, but I'm already loving it. It was just like <laughs> legit hilarious. Like, yeah. I wanted to hate it. I really did. I did too. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. The show figured it out. It's got heart and it's got a lot of laughs and it made me want to travel the u.s in a big pink camper <laughs> like no other so um, so do you want to handle some or do you want me to do a quick, quick more bang some ones out um, here i have some bad news no amazon is ending its 20 percent prime discount on video game pre-orders so they're doing this whole brand new thing that's starting august 28th and uh, where amazon will offer members a ten dollar credit rather than the 20% with a pre-order, but only on selected titles. And the credit will take place 
um, after 30 days after uh, sorry. within 30. within 30 days after the purchase, and then once activated, customers will have 60 days to put the money toward a separate purchase on Amazon. Which, as someone who spends so much on Amazon buying everything on there, I'm okay with it. You're fine. Yeah. Well, it's only it's what it's two bucks less. Two bucks less. Although but on a regular sixty dollar title. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's funny, and actually, it reminds me of what they used to do, because like before they did the twenty percent off deal. They did nothing for like a year, uh, of it, no incentive to pre-order. But before that, occasionally they would have like, oh, pre-order Batman Arkham Origins and you get a $5 Amazon credit. Like they would do like $5 credits. Uh, uh-huh. And like I remember like making a point to be like, cool, that game I'll just buy in a store and this game has a $5 credit. I'll buy it on Amazon. You know, and then they did the 20% off thing. And I was like, oh, well, everything's through Amazon now. Um, yeah. So... I don't know. It seems like a lateral move, as, as long as they're actually offering it on, like, almost all games. Well, it says select titles, so I don't know. But yeah. I think that means not, like, specialty items. Because, yeah, the 20% off didn't apply to special editions or deluxe editions anyway, or digital versions. Yeah. And so um, it could just be that that's them covering their ass. So it's not like, oh, yeah, every game you buy, you know, will have a, 10 per- a $10 deal. Like, a $20 digital game, you get a $10 coupon yeah that's not gonna happen right exactly so that might just be a cover your ass thing hopefully they are actually doing it on as many games as they were doing their previous deal on for 20 because that was nice that was very nice i like you it. may continue oh, all right then um so uh just because i i know my lane here and i'm gonna stay in it uh dark souls fine dark souls remastered has a date for the switch finally oh and that switch date, also the day that the Solaire of Astoria, one of my, or Solaire of Astora, Solaire, uh, one of my crushes from, I think, two weeks ago, um, or three weeks ago, I'm looking back at my book, yep, three weeks ago, uh, that Amiibo and the Switch version of Dark Souls Remastered come out on October 19th. Very cool. Also on that day, though, is the complete Dark Souls collection, including Dark Souls Remastered which includes the DLC of Artorias of the Abyss, uh, Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, which includes the three uh, crowns DLC, and uh, Dark Souls 3, the Fire Fades edition, which includes uh, both the Ring City and the Painted World of uh, Ariandel, I think, or Ariamis, one of the two, uh, DLC. So it's all three games, all of their DLC, all for one platform, there's, it's available for both, you know, PS, I think it'll be on uh, Xbox 360 and, oh, sorry, Xbox One and PS4. It comes in a really sexy steelbook. Uh, its price point's 80 bucks, uh, and that comes out on October 19th as well. Sweet! It's not the $400 set that Japan is getting. <laughs> which is, my wallet is pleased. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I really don't need it, but I love a steelbook, so I'm very torn. But uh, yeah, they, they, they just announced that today. I'll put it on my Christmas list so I don't have to buy it. Uh-huh. Or I'll just buy it myself. I'm terrible. Yeah, I think you will. Um, another really quick one. Um, Bloodstained, uh, the 2D Metroidvania crowdfunded title. Spiritual successor to Castlevania. Looks really cool. Um, there's been a lot of attention on this game. It's just like people, the fans are really excited. I'm into it. The game just got delayed, though, unfortunately. Wah, wah. To 2019. Uh, and um, Better than putting out a shitty game. Right? Delay it. Make it good. Yeah. And the Vita version has been killed. Okay. So um, those, like, I think nine people who still use their Vitas are 
going to be sad. sad. But, um, you know, I'd say definitely if you need those resources, take it off that version and put it on one that was is going to be awesome. Because like, even then, I know there's a little scuttlebutt right now about crowdfunded Mighty Number no. 9, which the Vita... I was going to bring that up, but I decided not to touch that. But like that one, <laughs> the Vita and the 3DS versions are still MIA. Yeah. Which I imagine they're going to stay that way, but they've been, uh, you know, promised for a while. Yeah. Anyway, so um, you should do something. Um, okay, so there's this game, um, and this comes from Jim, our run... Sorry, our runaway Jim, you know, mm-hmm. from our Instas. He Fan and friend. Fan yeah. and friend. I love Jim. Well, he told me about this game called Boyfriend Dungeon that's going to be coming out. And it's basically a RPG where you can date your weapons. <laughs> that, oh, sounds, yeah. that sounds much better than the, the pigeon dating simulator. I oh, believe. my God. It looks amazing. I think, like, the weapons have, like, the aura of these hot men that come and bestow upon you their bodily fluids whoa wait no that's not what it did but i don't know that's just in my my interpretation i'm intrigued are there any more details <laughs> like dates platforms i'm assuming pc um it's i'm not sure okay it was i didn't even see it on a it was more of like a video of a ton of games that they're previewing right now for the upcoming packs got it so i didn't really give much information well i will keep an eye out for that because that sounds fun yeah That'd be cool. Or at least it's a fun concept. Boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> I will date my weapon. Or I might even date your weapon. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Uh, and then I'll have one other thing. All right. Um, Twitch cuts ad-free viewing benefit from Prime membership. So if you are a Twitch Prime member. Which you're if going... you're an Amazon Prime member, you are. Yes. But you have to connect the two. So yes. don't get it twisted. Um, after September 14th, you will have ads again on your sad little Twitch, but you can pay to get rid of them by, um, this, it's called, um, what was it fucking called? I don't know. Um, Twitch has this thing called Twitch something where you can pay to basically remove the ads, mm. and I forget Twitch Zone or something like Which, that. I wonder how Twitch is doing because I know Twitch, uh, you know, it's always Twitch been... is doing amazing. Well, but like it's funny. Microsoft Mixer is actually doing really well too. I've never even heard of that in my life. Mixer is having very, very good success given that it's um, pretty new. Uh, it's uh, it has like I think reduced latency and um, some interactivity built into it. Well, it has to be doing well because it's the only thing Microsoft has. <laughs> they also have, you know, an Xbox platform and Windows 10 and Whatever. PCs and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, got, they got a few irons in the fire. I think, <laughs> I think this little startup called Microsoft is going to make it. <gasps> I don't know about that, Rob. <laughs> I think you better check your crystal ball real hard. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so a uh, couple more little newsy things. Um also in the Dark Soulsy lane because I apparently can't stop. Um, Sekiro Shadows can't Die stop, Twice. Won't stop. Oh, I Sorry. Won't. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice has a release date already. And oh. that is uh, going to be March 22nd of 2019. Very cool. So it'll be here before I know it. I'm so excited. Um, can't wait. Uh, so it's like, what, eight months away? Gimme. I want it now. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme. Uh, all right. And uh, also, um, no release date yet, but we have a little bit of information. Um, for the Switch, two uh, 
kind of classic RPGs that have like pretty big fan bases are coming to the Switch remastered for HD. Uh, Grandia and Grandia Two. Sweet. And um, I never played Grandia Two. I've never played either. Well, I played Grandia One on Dreamcast, and then I think the second one was possibly on Dreamcast. I think it might have just been on PS Two, which is probably why I didn't play it at the time because I didn't have that system at the time. Um, it's a uh, RPG that like um, it introduced uh, it's turn based with active movement. And so like it's this extra le- level of strategy where like the combat's in like a 3D space, but you have to wait for your turn. And like so it's about placement while you work within a turn based limited move set. It's actually really cool. Um, it has a lot more strategy and tactics built into it. And then also something that like I didn't know this at the time. I was used to RPGs. Being, mm-hmm. like, a fixed camera angle for exploration. Yeah. You get the cinematic shit during the fights. Right. But, like, you you know, your normal screen's like, oh, this is your screen and you're walking around. And if you move to the side of the screens, it'll pan over. But it's going to, like, or dolly over. But it will, you know, it's always the same angle. I was playing Grandia 1, and I must have put in, like, I'm guessing about 10 hours at this point. And I put my controller down to, like, go get a beer or something. And one of the triggers on the Dreamcast controller, like, must have hit oh, something. Oh, shit. That shit's 3D. I put it down, and the entire navigation map spun. And I was like, holy shit. Like, there's stuff I missed because, like, trees were blocking it. And if you rotate 3D, like, you know, the 3D-ness, there's, like, an item there or whatever. Like, there's there's a lot of shit I missed in, like, 10 hours of this game because I didn't know I could rotate the fucking navigation sections. Gosh, Rob, don't you read the instruction manuals? No. And apparently, <laughs> and I'm also such a dinosaur that I'm like, yeah, well, you know, RPGs don't, they don't have 3D. Just jump right in. That's all that works. <laughs> and so, anyway, yeah, Grandia 1 and 2 coming to the Switch, no date, but um, they are well loved and for good reason. Cute. Um, uh, real quickie, uh, there's a prequel demo for the new VR game from Ubisoft called Transference that is available now for free for PSVR. Cool. So if you are curious, you should get it. Okay. Um, bad news. Uh, Netflix has canceled Michelle Wolf's weekly show and the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. Wow, really? Yeah, it's a bummer. That was fast. Um, yeah, it, it's a. Bu- I feel like Michelle Wolf's show. I I watched. I watched every episode of both of those shows, and like I feel like Michelle Wolf's show never really found its footing or it never figured out its format, but I think it was still a worthwhile show and we don't have many of these sort of like late night type shows hosted by women like now all that's left because like now that chelsea's done and michelle wolf is done i think we have samantha b and that's it and i love samantha b but like uh that was a bummer it kind of leaves a little bit of a hole there in programming um and also like its heart was in the right place it wasn't the best show but i did like it Okay. And the Joel McHale show uh, was based... Was it the writing or the delivery or... Her delivery is fucking fantastic. So the, just the no, content? I think, the, no, I think the writing was good. I think they just didn't know what to do with their third segment. Because like her monologue, killer. Her, uh, then she'd do a section at the desk. Not always great, but it usually was almost like an extension of the monologue, which made it therefore good. Then the third section would be like, she'd have a guest on and they would just like riff on like a photo or like they'd talk about a thing but like that segment changed what it was every single week and it never really landed gotcha and so like and also i think people were hoping that she'd have the same level of bite that she did on the correspondence dinner which she didn't um but like she's hilarious her delivery is fantastic and her writers wrote for her very 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 well um and so it's sad to see that go and the joel McHale show was basically the soup but just kind of 
on another network, yeah. and not only doing network TV shows. One thing that I was kind of surprised about, and Netflix did this like once or maybe twice, um, I felt because like Netflix doesn't promote all their shows equally. You know, like they'll talk about some shows coming out. Like we, we, you know, in LA, we get billboards for 13 Reasons Why season two, and we get billboards for Stranger Things, but we don't get billboards for Nailed It. Like there's just some shows they don't advertise. Yeah. And they let word of mouth do the work. They have so many. That's why. There's so many shows. And I actually, what I was thinking is the perfect use of the Joel McHale show is you get people like me. Like I watched the Joel McHale show anyway because I loved the soup. And I miss it. And so, like, I'll watch a show because I like watching funny things. And then all you have to do is have someone from one of those shows make a guest cameo. And you'd be like, oh, my God, it's my buddy so-and-so from the Netflix show This Thing. And, like, if they're not... Oh, my God, you're creating a Marvel universe of Netflix shows. Because if they're they're not going to promote their shows in a traditional way, this is a weekly show where they can have someone from that show come on as a guest star to plug their show. It's a great way. Cause I'm going to watch the Joel McHale show anyway. Like, and now I'm going to know about nailed it, nailed it or season two of Ozark, which that one has stars and they advertise, but it. they kind of did do that. Cause they did a queer eye, nailed it kind of thing. They did a crossover there. They, they sort of do it. Joel McHale felt like a really smart weekly crossover where they could always promote another show. Because like, oh, you'd be like, you know, people aren't watching the the OA enough. Let's get Brit on the show and she can talk about the OA briefly. Or, or just mention like, oh, yeah, my show is on Netflix. You can watch right now after this show. You know, and then they walk away. Like, it's just a way to plug a show during a show that like some people who maybe are immune to marketing or ignore marketing. I was going to say they need to hire RuPaul because like, RuPaul is the queen of marketing. You know, but like, it's, it's funny because I feel like a lot of people our age, like we know we're being sold to. And we kind of turn it off. Yeah. You know, but like, I think it'd be a thing of like, oh, I'm watching the Joel McHale show anyway. They showed up for 30 seconds. Yeah. Mentioned their show, introduced a clip, and then bailed. It's like, cool. Now I know that show exists. Yeah. That would have been a really, I think, a very smart way to justify that show beyond what it did on its own. Gotcha. So anyway, that's a bummer. I didn't see it, but I did see the soup. And I thought he was great. And he's easy on my eyes. He is easy so. on the eyes. Do you have any other news? Um. Yes. Because I've got like... Five more. I'm sorry. Okay, well, let me just do this, and then you can just list. Okay, so this was brought to my attention by Stephen, and there was this study that happened, and basically um, the study was about which um, video games were the more liberal, which were the more conservative, and which fell in the center. And they studied three games, and I'm going to let you guess which one won what title okay so the games were overwatch okay call of duty okay and Fortnite. okay uh i'd say call of duty is probably more conservative Fortnite's in the middle and overwatch is more liberal bingo nailed it nailed it um uh, yeah it, i mean of course like as players of all these games we kind of can figure that out like it's yeah. not news to us but now we know there's an actual study and it it is the truth. This is like actually what's happening. Yeah. So you can't just say, oh, they're, you know, Call of Duty. Everybody's an asshole because they're all like stupid warheads. And, but it's true. They are. 
<laughs> I did not say that. Just let the record show. I just did. Um, but like, yeah, especially an Overwatch actually makes sense just because it's actually a game that kind of speaks to how representation matters. Like, it is a game with a very diverse uh, cast of characters across, you know, gender and age and nationality and ability and you know, uh, form even with robots and stuff like, and hamsters, like they <laughs> hamsters, hamsters, a hamster rather. But like, yeah, I mean like they, it like overwatch is like, I love the fact there are old heroes. They have Moira. Yeah. Like one, uh, Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Yeah. They're not ages. They're not. Yeah, Torbjorn soldier 76. They're all older. Yeah. And then you also have, you know, like there's, um, what it's almost 50% women. Yes. They actually have a really good ratio of, of male to female um, heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some gender non-binary. They have people. they have a they have a lesbian hero. They have a lesbian hero who is the face of Overwatch. She's the cover model. Yeah, yeah. Like they've they've done a really cool thing there just by having such a diverse cast. So yeah. it actually doesn't surprise me that maybe the Overwatch fans are a little bit more. I don't want to say enlightened, but just a I little would. bit more. I would use that word. They're, they're, they're certainly more open, I would say, and much more liberal leaning, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, we mentioned the other one of the other podcasts that there's also the League, which tends to go more towards the liberal, open-minded politics, and they have a very queer presence. They have a queer eye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they definitely have a queer presence. And like... The um and also I know that like what uh X uh X C Q whatever that guy's name was I've forgotten his name but he was like actually suspended from the league for like fifteen days or whatever oh due yeah. to some of the oh really some of the, the recently stuff he's, yeah that was the thing I was gonna mention but I was like I didn't want to add it to my list of news yeah no that's crazy he got like a fifteen day suspension due to like his online presence yeah it's very um you know what they take it seriously yeah and they should. Well, I love how much they hold their players accountable. Yeah. Like, there's something really cool about just, like, hey, you're... you're yeah, don't be an asshole. Yeah, you're a public-facing representative of the brand. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, especially since the brand is based upon diversity. Yeah. So, represent the brand. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So, cool. Nice. Well, um... Last little quick stuff. I'll just go through this as quickly as I can. Um, Spyro the Dragon, the Reignited Trilogy collection, was delayed to November 13th. Um, The quote that was uh, given by the studio head is that they're just making sure that they're getting these games right. Um, I don't know for sure, but I have a small theory. Maybe you don't know. I mean, and like full transparency on this, uh, the Spyro uh, announced trailer was made by Buddha Jones. Um, I did not... Like made by my employer, I did not make it. Okay, uh, I was not on that project, um, so I'm not really affiliated with the Spyro franchise. But um, uh, I know that there was a, there was a little news article. I still blame you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was an article that came out a couple of weeks ago. I think um, I don't think we talked about it though. That uh, it looked like uh, only the first game was actually going to be on the disc, and the other two were both going to be downloads. Um, and the community did not react well. Like, the internet was very kind of like, no, we want them all on the disc. Like, Crash Bandicoot had all three games on the disc. Yeah. And so I think um, people were upset about that. And so um, I think it might be that they're just taking time to make sure that all, that both of the other two games are in potentially, like, you know, 
finished good states to get on the disc. Because often I feel like, you know, if something gets as a download only, maybe it's not ready when it comes time to print the discs. So it's got to do it. Because I said we live in a connected world. You can always, you know, update your games and extend them. And so I think that was the way of doing that. And so uh, now it just seems like they pushed it to November. I think it's they get everything on the disc. Don't know for sure. That's just my theory. Okay. Um, but like, just as somebody who likes physical media, um, I'm hoping that all three will end up on the disc in November because I just I love a game that's like out the out the box, ready to go. Obviously, day one patches happen, but yeah. like I love a game that's complete on disc and so um but either way though seriously delay the game make it awesome right yeah i mean don't put out shit yeah like, <laughs> just i'm I'm always of that mindset of just delay the game to get it right hey it worked for cuphead absolutely and it just it works for yeah it works so often when people just like let it let it bake a little bit more so more time in the oven yeah um so uh We'll touch on this very quickly so we don't go down a rabbit hole. I'm sure you'll be very pleased. Disney has confirmed James Gunn, James Gunn not coming back for Guardians 3. Okay. They were, however, using his script still. Yes. Um, so uh, next thing, um, Diablo 3 coming to the Switch. Oh, really? First time a Blizzard game has been on a Nintendo platform in, I think, 25 years. What was the first? Oh, Warcraft. No. Uh, don't tell me. Uh, Lost Vikings. No, after that. No. Uh, that would probably be 30 years ago. Um, what? Star- I'm not StarCraft was on the N64. Was it really? I believe so. I think that's what the last game was that they did on Nintendo platforms. Huh. Um, so yeah, so Diablo 3, with all of its expansion content coming to the Switch, which will be great, and it's going to come with the same sort of gamut of multiplayer options if you're doing local co-op, online co-op, a mix of the two, multiple Switches next to each other without an online connection. There's talking to each other. Like, there's a lot of, of various play styles that um, the Switch will offer when it comes to Diablo on that platform. So that's really cool. I know a lot of people that are like, I think I'm going to play Diablo 3 again, just because it sounds like a cool use of the hardware. Yeah. Um. Next up, Vampire, the game I finished several weeks ago, uh, has been optioned to be picked up for a TV show. Holy shit. Which is I, it called Anne Rice? I think it's just called Vampire, probably. The TV show? Uh, but, like, <laughs> uh, it's been scooped up, and uh, looks like the director and executive producer is Mick G, the guy who produced, who directed the Charlie's Angels movies. Oh, yeah, I'm, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm very curious what he will do with that. Uh, but he's directed something more recently that is much more relevant than Charlie's Angels. But he'll always be the Charlie's Angels director to me. Which were great films. I love those but movies. But I can't imagine Vampire being a Charlie's Angels yeah. film. Well, he's done something <laughs> a little bit more. I think he's done something a little more grounded recently. Um, can't tell you what it is, though. And I'm not grabbing my phone right now because I'm trying to keep this thing moving. Keep it going, but, Rob. Um, that list is like santa's list it keeps one, going there's one last thing <laughs> okay um so to follow up on the thing we talked about before um philip i can't read my writing here but philip from ign the guy who plagiarized the dead cells review yes um he issued a he actually apology um, he issued a, like a kind of an explanation video kind of he gave his side of the story. Let's okay. just say that. Uh, via YouTube. He did that video. It's funny. And I happened to just be dicking around on YouTube that night. And I saw that video. It had been up for maybe an hour or two. And okay. I watched it. And it was an interesting video because he sort of said that the plagiarism was completely unintentional. He apologized to, I think, IGN. I think he apologized to the developers. 
he did not apologize to the guy that he ripped off. Okay. Which I was like. So he doesn't think he ripped him off. That's basically the gist of he it. He said it was unintentional. And then um, he even said uh, in so many words. Uh, and yeah, Kotaku, go ahead and keep digging, trying to find, try to find other ex- examples of stuff I plagiarized. Because at that point, Kotaku had already found like a FIFA 19 or FIFA 18 review yeah. for the Switch that looked like he'd ripped it off from another source. Uh, and so he was like, he almost issued like the challenge of like, yeah, have fun finding more if you can. Like there's, there's nothing. Uh, Sorry, that was my move my car alarm. Oh shit. Do you have to move it now or? No. Okay. <laughs> Just don't forget tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he, uh. He issued that thing, and then a couple days later, he took that video down. I, uh, IGN has pulled all posts that he has done because now there's about, I think Kotaku wrote another article about it when he took the video down because they found like, I think, five or six other examples of stuff that is like barely been rewritten. Like, where it's like, oh yeah, this entire paragraph very similar to this paragraph and like when you compare them there might be like some where it's like that's a stretch well who wrote what first how do they know because of the date the time the what probably yeah and so well or i mean but what would the odds be that like several different sources would all be ripping him off yeah no i know i'm just when you write a review a lot of them sometimes sound very similar but he used the same structure of sentence. Okay. Where he would replace adjectives. Yeah, that's plagiarism. Yeah, if you were saying like, oh yeah, well, it might seem annoying, but for some reason these mechanics work on uh, a longer play session. And then it would be rewritten to like, as troublesome as these may seem, the trappings of the game allow for an enjoyable experience even on long play times. And you're just like, that's the same sentence. You literally just replace like two words with three words here and just light adjustments. Mm-hmm. It's plagiarism 101. Restructure shit. Yeah. If you're going to do that. I mean, I'm not trying to give any hints on how to plagiarize and not, I'm not an expert in it. But if you're going to like quote somebody that fucking directly, you either credit them or you rewrite it. Yeah, just credit them. Yeah. So I don't know. That was anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, just update on that. Yeah. And he's since taken his video down. I'm glad I got to see it when I did. Uh, and um, but yeah, all of his posts on IGN. have been. So pulled. he's been fired. He's been. Oh, he was fired. At on that day moment. one. OK, day gotcha. one, he was fired. Um, and then they were like, oh, yeah, well, let's we took down that review. How old is he? I don't know. But I, I know how like we were talking earlier about like, is he actually employable anymore? And it's like, this is definitely not the field for him. No. I want to say that he's a garbage person who should never be employed ever because it's just not fair to say that no one should ever have a livelihood ever again. From people who actually have a brain and use it. But clearly, this is not the job for him. No. He's over it. There's a lot of things he could be doing that are not that. He should just be planting a garden at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like like he's retired? Yeah, Rob, you'll never see that. I won't. never going to make it. But you have a plant on your shirt again, so. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt that I described several weeks ago. <laughs> I'm very on brand for me right now. Yes. Um, anyway, so I guess that, that's it for my news. I'm finally done. I'm oh, so sorry. Well. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. That was that's a lot. A lot, but it was all necessary. Very informative, no? Yes. This is why our podcast is thriving. <laughs> <laughs> on every platform every available. Every platform. Uh, well, is it time for the crush? Crush. Of the week. Crush. I don't have a can to crush. I'll smash this glass. No, glass in my eye. <laughs> um, that was a little radio drama there for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it really happened. That was acting. Thank you. 
is tough actin to actin. Would you like to go first, Rob? No. <laughs> why not? Tell tell everyone why you would not want to go first. Well, I have a crush. Oh, you do? I do. I have one. Oh, you said you didn't have a crush. I didn't at the time, and now I do. Uh, oh, damn it. Okay, then I'll go first. <laughs> I just want to put you on the spot. Um, okay, so my crush of the week is kind of a cheat. <laughs> but... Is it another skin from a character we've already covered? No. Okay. That'd be really cute. I almost did a real person, which would have been weird. Well, I kind of did a real person. However, oh. I didn't. I, my crush of the week is... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wonder Woman from Injustice 2 in the Wonder Woman film skin. <laughs> A.K.A. Gal Gadot. <laughs> that's a... That's a... Wow. Wow. Okay. But hey, it worked, right? Yeah, no. Hey, it gets the job done. As it long as the in job a gaming done. capacity, but we're good. Basically, I'm crushing on Gal Gadot because she's fucking gorgeous, hot, stunning, and I would ask her to be my wife, but she's married, so... She does seem super fun, though, and I've seen her kiss Kate McKinnon, and it was hot. And it was hot. It was super hot. She's kissed lots of ladies, so why can't I be there right? in that line of magic? Because so. you'll just steal her powers, because you're a witch. Ooh, I might try to, <laughs> but I just want to be closer to her, that's why. Well, it's like, my crush was nearly... Wait, sorry, do you have anything else to say about Wonder Woman? Um, She has a lasso truth, so she might find out my true intentions. Uh-oh. Very soon, but that's okay. I can deal with it if she can. And, um, yeah, Steve Trevor has to go because I'm the new girl in town. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> um, I was like, cause my, my, my crush was nearly uh, the design director from um, EA who just recently uh, announced he was leaving. Oh. Uh, but I don't really know him. I just know I like looking at him every now He's and then. He's cute. Um, but, like, anyway, my, my crush is the character Jubei. Uh, Yagyu. <laughs> I don't know how to say the last name. Is it Jubei Yagyu from Onimusha Two? Okay. Um, and um, he was actually the the first character that made me care about the Onimusha series, and then I went backward and played the first one. Um, but like he's like a likable hero, learning stuff as he goes. He has an interesting past that he only he is discovering as he does his thing. Uh, the game is fucking fantastic, and I keep mentioning it because I'm just hoping to put it out in the universe. Capcom remaster. Go, give me. I want to play it again. Of all three of them, I want all three Onimushas on a disc in HD. Now, give me. Stop remastering Resident Evils. All right. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> as a and, uh, fun little fact about him. Um, so uh, Jubei is yes. modeled after the late Japanese actor Matsuda Yusaku. Okay. Um, who died in 1989. Oh no! At the age of, I think, like forty-nine, he was young. What's the, how do you spell his name again? Jubei. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna look what J U B E I. Last name is Y A G Y A, or Y U Y U. Yeah, yeah, I found him. Cool. Jubei. Yagyu. Oh, okay. Yeah, very handsome-looking Japanese dude. Yeah, uh, based on a another handsome-looking you know Japanese he like? dude. Hmm. He looks like a character from Samurai Showdown. Well, he's got the samurai hairdo, and he's got the outfit. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Because the game takes place in, like, you know, retro Japan. Yeah. Like, in another reality where there's demons. And you can have a thing in your hand that sucks up their souls. So, um, yeah, Onimusha 
still i love that fucking trilogy so much i keep mentioning it because i want it i'm putting it out in the world i'm willing it i'm willing it are you willing it i'm willing it to happen anyway but yeah i'm a crush oh my Jube. god somebody else oh he is the same guy in samurai showdown no that's not his name no well this picture i mean i have to do more research oh. but it says samurai showdown character jubei but it's just um yeah i, don't... I have to that could be maybe as maybe they share a name i think jubei might just be a like sam like a japanese name yeah like you know yoshi or totally or takeshi but he looks the same so that's so interesting well he has the hand, same haircut. He yeah. has an eye patch. They are dressed. What? What? Bah! He didn't have an eye patch. In, eye patch in Onimusha. I don't know who is that. That's not him. Well, why is he the first person that shows up with that? I don't know. You're currently searching Samurai Showdown. No, I wasn't. Watch there. Huh? That's confusing. Odd. Because yeah, that's him. Oh, that's him. Oh no, he doesn't look like Samurai yeah, Showdown. This guy does. Because yeah, that guy is modeled after a real life person. Oh, well, I just feel real stupid now. Well, it's actually interesting to me that when you search his full character name of Jubei Yagyu, he doesn't show up until, like, what, result number seven or something on Google Image Search. He's pretty buried behind Samurai Showdown characters. So I wonder if there's a Samurai Showdown character with just the same name. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. Well, that's a McCrush. He's very cute. And he's a good dude. Yeah. He kind of looks like... Yeah. He looks... I like him. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think well, one of the last movies he was in was that movie Hard Rain or something with Michael Douglas. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I apparently I didn't realize he was in like American movies in like the up to like up to the point where he died. Like oh. in, because he died in 89. And like I think his last movie was like from 1989. Yeah. So I didn't realize he worked until like he died. I thought he died in the 70s until I actually looked him up. That's dope. So well, I'm sad anyway. he's dead. But yeah. But, Such is life. Right. He's born again somewhere else at this point. So, there you have it. So, um, well, then, uh, now that we've done our crush, you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter and Satine on Twitch. Or you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. Oh, and I also want to thank you f- um, for those of you who sub me on Twitch, thank you for the subs. I'm enjoying it. Are you able to actually see it now? I saw it in, yeah, the Twitch app. It didn't, it didn't notify me. That's the thing. Mm. I looked up, like, my subs, and then it showed me there in nice. a separate tab that was buried between a whole bunch of other things that Twitch now does, which is so confusing to me. Anyhow, thank you so much. And um, did you finish? You can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can email us at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. With the exception of next week. With the exception of next week, I'm going to be out of town. So we are going to do a classic rerun of one of our older episodes. And it also coincides perfectly with me taking a break from gaming for a week or two. Yes. Because I won't have a lot to talk about. And if I don't put a rerun of an episode up, just listen to an old episode and that's your classic rerun. (laughs) Yeah, just relive the good old days. Start with episode one. Oh, God. Dance with the one that brung ya. (laughs) Seriously, like, just compare it to, like, how it used to be. Yes. But we knew what we were doing even less than we know now. Yes. Yikes. (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, uh, 
Also, uh, would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play, and you should subscribe to us on Spotify. I don't think you, you can't write reviews there, but you should follow us on, yeah, like, or, yeah, follow, subscribe on Spotify and the other billion places that uh, we are now hosted. Yeah, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice to feel the love. Yeah. I feel like I feel the energy. We're bringing bit, 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 bit different to the people. Starting to if only like... I could say what it's fucking called. <laughs> You're starting to sound like me. <laughs> the blah, 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 blah. How dare you? Yeah. No, that was me. I'm <laughs> saying me, not you. <laughs> oh my god! Now I know how you truly feel. Yeah. Oh look, the teen stockings. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Bye bye.